Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we have the GCW, the World Pay-Per-View. We have your Royal Rumble predictions, Brian Danielson and John Moxley get into it kind of on Rampage. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. You know, I should have thrown the Guevara Cody Rhodes thing into the intro. Should I do it again? No. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks. Welcome to the Banff Ringside Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. Jobbing an elevator. <laughs> Jobbing it up when I'm going down. And sitting right across from me is Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Oh, shit. Damn you, Vice. I love you. When on that, well, we don't. Let's bow our heads as I read from the latest edition of the Band for Ringside podcast, volume 241, chapter 3, verse 14. And the good smart saith, hashtag boo the heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the holy trinity of BFR as the world of WWE's eyes shine upon our beautiful hometown. I can't wait to see what kind of train wreck we're going to get on Saturday night. And out there in Portland, Oregon, we have Two Beers, Zach Pullman. What's going on, Two Beers, Zach? Uh, very hungover from my evening uh, at the Blazers game. So, uh, yeah. That's, that's not uh, the Zach I know. <laughs> <laughs> he was overserved, damn it. <laughs> this dude called me on the way home last night. I'm looking at my phone. It's like. Uh, it's like 10.30ish, 11ish, or whatever. Nobody's usually calling me this late. And I'm looking at my phone. I'm watching Dynamite. And I look over, and I'm like, two beer? What the fuck? <laughs> Zach called you last night? <laughs> yeah, we talked for about 30 minutes, give or take. Did you guys Yeah. Did you guys talk about me? Was there anything that, said about me? Out. Briefly. Was it good or bad? I'd rather not discuss Zach and I's conversations. It's, <laughs> usually, it's uh, I like to make sure that things that are in house stay within house. Two weeks in a row, we're in my <laughs> newly finished basement in St. Charles, Missouri. It is still freezing cold outside. I didn't think it was that cold. I said I we could have done that. No, we could have rolled the dice. If we'd have gotten it done in an hour and a half, we could have rolled the dice. I like how two weeks ago you were like, we learned our lesson. Lesson learned. Never doing that again. Now you're like, yeah, yeah. You it's know, 43. It's, it's 43. Is it really 43? At least I haven't been my, outside since this morning. I was going to say on my, uh, I guess, uh, thermometer on my car, it said 43 degrees. Listen, we're going to talk about some indie stuff this week before we get to the to the E, as the kids call it, the WWE. The That's, they, they call it that. So um, if you're not into the indie stuff, don't despair. We're going to get to the WWE Royal Rumble, which is obviously uh, one of the big four, probably one of the big two for me. Um, but it is a huge pay-per-view. I will be going uh, with my friend Dave, friend of the show. Uh, but if you don't want to hear us talk about GCW, fast forward if you're a loser. But if you Stop. want to talk about GCW, if you want to hear us talk about it, just hang out. Because I watched it. Yesterday and today, I watched the entire thing. I have thoughts. So without further ado, let's get to that three count. One, two, 
JCB, kick it off. So, obviously, we're going to talk about the GCW show. The Royal Rumble, that's yeah, right. right. <laughs> kick it off with the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Curveball. Uh, Hammerstein Ballroom on uh, Sunday night after they did a, I guess it was called a uh, some sort of uh, Hall of Fame. I guess it's, we can call it a GCW Hall of Fame. Their first few uh, entrants into the Hall of Fame, they did a big show on Sunday night. Uh, I guess you can call it two big matches. The one that captured my interest the most was Moxley versus Homicide for the GCW title. And then ultimately what was the main event was the Briscoes versus a unnamed team. Um, truth be told, I had never seen a full GCW card. I've seen um, matches. Matt Cardona winning the title over Nick Gage was the most recent match I saw because for me to wrap my head around the fact that Long Island IZ all of a sudden is getting uh, light uh, poles or light tubes, I'm sorry for a uh, better word, broken over his head and bleeding like nobody's business with a white shirt on. It was a sight that I had to see, you know, something that I'm not necessarily, truth be told, I wasn't a big ECW fan. I'm not a big deathmatch kind of guy. You know, for me, a little blood goes a long way. We don't necessarily need to have a David Car- Arquette situation if we absolutely don't have to. That being said, I, I knew about this coming up. A lot of people were hitting me up on Twitter. I was like, well, fuck it. If this is a time to do it, then we're going to do it. Tubi and I talked about it last night. Um, so we can't... Re- we didn't talk too much about it, but I w- we did save, I think, a little bit to where we can discuss it as a group. Um, there was some good. There was some bad. I, don't, I can't sit here and say that it was the bad wasn't bad enough to where I won't watch it again, but the good wasn't great enough to where I think this is going to be something revolutionary. It's probably somewhere in the gray. Um, to me, what was bad, let's get the bad stuff out of the way. The opening match, the ladder match was a little, um, I'll use the word, unsafe. <laughs> um, a couple of uh, a nasty, couple of nasty spots. AJ Gray has no business on a ladder at any point. He looked very uh, unsure of himself up there. Uh, I think Jordan Oliver uh, took a power driver on a on a ladder. His neck didn't necessarily look that great. Um, I think there after that there was the uh the six man um Lucha Libre match where and me and Zach talked about this where there was the uh chicken fight uh spot and the top okay. two guys I was hoping that you were gonna talk about that. That, Dude, was, that was brutal. That was the most insane maybe the most insane spot I've ever seen. I'm of, like, oh my god, did somebody just die? Outside of a dark side of the ring about <laughs> New Jack. You know, like that was just, that was dumb. No, it is it I know what you're I get what you're trying to do. I agree with you. It was totally dumb. I'm not gonna sit here and, and defend this by any stretch of the imagination. Totally dumb. I get what you're thinking. You know, you you know, you're back behind, sta- you know, backstage or whatever. You guys are talking the match out. You're like, oh, let's do this, and it sounds real good. The execution, f f f f. That looked like somebody, literally, whoever, and I can't even tell who it was. I'm not even gonna lie. I I, I remember the spot. I just can't remember who 
the top two people were. The top two people just went down like a ton of bricks, and the next two dudes was like power bomb, power bomb. Let's not try to you know save the spot at this point. It was like who the fuck went down first? That was not necessarily thought out very well, and what like I said, the execution poor as fuck. The most, the biggest problem with it, and this is just me personally as JCB. The Matt Cardona match, way overbooked. I get it. You want to have Matt Cardona be this good heel. I get it. Chelsea Green kind of smells like Triple H and Stephanie. I get it. From that point, all you really needed was probably Brian Myers to come in because that was basically the hook of the whole thing. And maybe Mark Sterling because he you know, brought this whole – it made all kinds of sense. You didn't need Hornswoggle. That was just over and beyond the call of duty. Um, I'm trying to think who else came in. Uh, Virgil, give me a break. I don't get that at all. This is where, you know, you really had to be watching GCW. And this is if this is me being naive about GCW, then so be it. I have no problem with that. That, to me, was the bad. The good, to me, was like towards the – which part was that? Um the first two, three matches, Leo Rush having to take over for Blake Christian. I thought that was really smart. It ended up being a really good match. The bits and pieces that were safe on the first match, <laughs> I thought that was a good way to go there. Actually, I like Matt Cardona, you know, coming out with the swerve. It just took a long time to get to the swerve. The ending, the, yeah, that's the other part. With all, I think Matt Cardona's part went a little too long. The end went a little too short. But I do like seeing Nick Cage getting a little love. John Moxley and uh, Homicide was good. Probably 10 minutes a little too short. That's a, something I'll let Zach talk about here in a little bit. For me, like I said, some good, some bad. It wasn't like I won't watch it the next time around, but there, it wasn't exactly the greatest thing in the world. Zach, what did you think? Yeah, uh, the good was good. The bad was very bad. Um, you know, a little bit of growing pains to GCW because this is the first time they were on traditional pay-per-views. So had kind of that uh, – it was not as good of a show as All In, but it had that um, thing where they ran very short at the end. Like the main event was only a few minutes. I think Nick Gage's entrance was longer than the actual match. Um, <laughs> but it's funny that they were going – like that, that far towards the end, and he's just out there hugging the crowd, like on the way, just like total baby face. Like it was just, it's so crazy to see Nick Gage and everybody loves him, and he's just going around hugging people. Quick sidebar for, like for thirty minutes. seconds. If let's just say for the sake of argument, you know you were short on time, and they basically told you. You have to go to the ring. Do you think that crowd was going to let him go to just go to the ring? No way. No way. Yeah. As soon as they even heard his music, it was like before that they started to swarm up. They started to chant his name and his music hit. They were like, there is no way on God's green earth. You're just going to walk through down the aisle and go to the ring. Okay. So, I mean, in that point, no knock against Nick Gage. This is without from that point. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, um, he hit the nail on the head as far as the Cardona match. Like for a live crowd, I'm sure that was very fun. Um, but 
you know, it was the hottest ticket in wrestling, um, you know, last week. I think, you know, just to get in the door price, it was hundreds of dollars um, because they had sold out. So, uh, but yeah, it was kind of a mess. It didn't necessarily translate to something fun on TV, although I did enjoy Cardona's Sandman entrance. Um, the whole thing very much harkened back to, like, they were very much harkening back to ECW. And I think probably as someone who's just kind of watched matches here and there, the number one thing that stuck out to me uh, was the announcing where, like, I'm just <laughs> heading out, I'm just hanging out, like, like oh, I'm going to put on this GCW show, and I'm glad I didn't put it on in the living room, because I put it on in my bedroom, and Oof. of course my nine-year-old daughter walks in right as the announcer is calling one of the heels a fucking piece of shit asshole. <laughs> it's like, very kind of, like, shock jockey, and it's, it's oh really interesting, God. like, dynamic whenever they just absolutely curse and like you know like i think after that canadian destroyer off the chicken i think uh, i think the announcer just went oh fuck <laughs> you know, <it's> just... <laughs> it's so different yeah and, and so. I, totally i totally agree with that the, the announce team good bad or indifferent it Stood. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> whichever I, way you want to go with it. For me, I'm like, oh, oh, these motherfuckers are like invested. You know, I don't have kids running around. The cats are just gonna have to scatter when I, you know, pop for something big. They at least felt invested. The same way WWE you know, announcers feel invested. The same way AEW announcers feel invested. <laughs> this was just you could say basically really what you want to say, whatever you want to say it. Um. So I watched the whole thing yesterday afternoon, and I finished it this morning. I I knew the outcomes because it was all over wrestling Twitter. I mean, it was fucking insane how much. Dude, I feel like I missed out. Like I was like between the playoff football games that I don't follow that seemed Oof. like they were absolutely amazing, and yeah. everybody on Twitter. It was like everybody I follow watched GCW live, and I'm like, dude, I feel like left out. Yeah, I could I could not believe it, and. You know, this is the thing about going third, especially on the one count, is that oftentimes you guys leave things on the table, but most of the time you guys cover, because we, we're all pretty like-minded for the most part, you guys cover everything. Um, of course, the Matt Cardona match was overbooked. I mean, it was fucking <laughs> ridiculous. I couldn't believe, I, I was like, oh, come on. Wrap like, it up. My favorite thing about that match was... That jacket that says "fuck McFoley" on the back—I would wear that, man. That is fucking hilarious. Dude, instant heat. I loved the Leo Rush Blake Christian match. I thought it was great. Leo Rush to me is a such a dynamic performer on the mic and in the ring that it is a it's a, it's a wonder that he's not used more. It was very. <laughs> so I don't know if he wants to be used more or not. For, but he's, I mean, but he's an enigma. In to that talk sense. about it, it was a sloppy, sloppy. It was sloppy, and when you're used to, I'm sure there are people out there, and I know there are people out there that enjoy that indie style of wrestling. I had fun watching it, but it didn't feel like I was watching a major league pay per view. Now, that's not a knock on them because, like I said, you guys steal a lot of stuff out from under me before I get a chance. Like Zach said, that's growing pains. It was a Hammerstein ballroom. It was their biggest event 
of all time. And that's where wrestling is at now, to where there is a spot for a GCW, and people like us can kind of dip our toes in and be like, hey, what's going on with this? Do Maybe, I like it or not? Do I Dude, like it or honestly, not? Honestly, they're like the number three promotion in the country. Yeah. Really. And there's a bunch of people on there that we have heard of, that we have seen wrestle, that we like to see wrestle. And then there's a bunch, it seems like the, it seems like the, now this is just from watching one GCW and there are probably hardcore GCW guys out there that would tell me that I'm being a snob or that I'm some sort of fucking nerd or some square dating myself, calling myself a square, but like, (laughs) oh, I just don't get it. Just make your point, motherfucker. I just, I just don't get it. And maybe I don't get it. Those first two matches almost turned me off completely. And then when Cardona came in, I was like, here we go. I was like, this it, this guy is doing some real heel work. And they were throwing shit at him, and he was loving it and eating it up. And I was like, holy shit. Zack Ryder is owning <laughs> this shit. He really was. He's not the same kind of uh, heel character in uh, NWA. So, I mean, I, I totally get what you're saying. He was He was great. Quick sidebar, I and just then saw the ma- this. The match, the match was is the other bad. guy that I thought I forgot oh, yeah, about. Yeah, X-Pac came in. That's yeah, right. I forgot that he made the save on Joey Janelle. The match would have been he fine. He actually looked really good. Yeah, for sure. No question about for it. For a 60-year-old. He's wait, only 45. Dude, he's younger than it. Jason. If uh, <laughs> Wow, you really said that in my face. What I'm saying is that Matt Cardona-Joey <laughs> Janela match would have been fine without all the shenanigans. And like Zach said... I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I bet for a live drunk crowd full of dudes that look like us that I bet that was a really fun experience to have Hornswoggle and x Pack and no. everybody come in. No. And when I say us, I'm including you, Jason. No. I mean, dude. we're all the same. <laughs> no, we're really not. <laughs> okay. When I watched it, that's... Well, when I say we're all the same, I say including you because you look a lot like Virgil. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That just came to me. My bad. <laughs> That's good. He just fits multi. That's crazy fucking shit. I'll say about the announcing that, like, the idea on paper to be like, hey, there's going to be this wrestling promotion and they're going to cuss all they want. You're like, fuck yeah, that sounds like an adult (laughs) wrestling promotion. Fuck yeah, here we go. Let's have it happen like that. And then in practice, it feels like Joe Pesci in Casino. It's like, you're just, you're cussing too much, dude. Like, why do you keep saying it? It did feel a little over the top at points. It felt a little over the top. Blake Christian cut that promo before Leah Rush came out. He's, he probably dropped 14 F-bombs in that promo. Okay. In Blake Christian's defense. In there's, K-fa- just no, there's just In K-Fabe style. K-fabe style. He came in for an ROH title match and didn't get it. So this is just to let you motherfuckers know. Yeah, that's fine. That sure. I, I'm gonna get. I want my shit when it comes time sure. to it. I sure. have no problem with that. Right. It's not. It's no different than what WWE does. It just says it in a different, more emphatic way. It was just so much cursing, and I'm certainly not. It. I'm certainly not a prude, like at all. Especially when it comes to cursing. Like, I don't... Loved it. 
not here to kink shame, but I mean, I'm, you know, I have a fetish for naked chicks. That's like my only fetish. <laughs> I like, I'm, I, well, I, 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 call me vanilla, <laughs> call me vanilla. But, um, it just seemed like a lot. Of, it seemed like over the top for me. It was a little over the top. Two beer. You got anything we add to this? Well, his poor. I know his nine year old daughter. And she's so sweet. And oh, poor for, for her to hear that, you know, <laughs> Did you, I'm, I'm worried about she her. In and she's like, like I heard that. <laughs> I was like, oh, you definitely did. But uh, I will say that uh, the John Moxley homicide match was awesome. Yes. Uh, very, very, very good. It was. And uh, I, I will it. watch another uh, Hammer, or I will watch another GCW. Yeah, whatever show. comes in um, next weekend or whatever. I'll, they, I'll watch the They next will one. live and they will learn. Jeff Jarrett. We totally forgot about what What you think about Jeff about Jarrett? Him. In or out? Liked it or not? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was fine. I, yeah, totally. It, it was it was exactly what uh, it should have been. I don't hate it Double was, J it was kind at of all. Perfect match. I said it to. Uh, I mean, the, my biggest problem with him is that he stole my boy's wife. But I mean, they're yeah, still married, yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's like Sunni and Woody. It's like I mean, it was, I guess it was <laughs> meant, meant to be. <laughs> I had to steal your bitch to get it done. Um, I said it to Tinder. The, uh, I guess it was yesterday when I talked to him or whatever. That I think GCW for, you know, somebody like Jeff Jarrett, I'll just use Jeff Jarrett as the specific example. I'm not asking you to come out and do five-star matches. I'm asking you to come out and, you know, create a little controversy. You know, crack uh, Alley Catch over the head with the guitar. You know, come out of nowhere and hit Effie with the uh, guitar out of nowhere. Uh, Women's match, I was kind of surprised that – Ruby Soho won, and then she got booed afterwards. I was like, oh, okay. And, but credit to the GCW fan base is that they were invested in Alley Catch way Absolute. more so than Ruby Soho. Absolutely. And the, the crowd was definitely a GCW crowd. I was like, who who are these guys? Good for them. Yeah. Uh, they, they made it interesting. The, the ECW comparisons are impossible to escape because they had shirts that said GCF and W on the pre-show, which I also watched. Um, okay. I didn't watch the pre-show. Uh, the, I guess he's the owner or the commissioner or something like that. He came out and cut a promo, tons of F-bombs. I was like, who? It's like, the, okay. So, uh, okay. So that's where we're spearheading this. I mean, not, you know, it's a, it's a yes. different, it's a different kind of thing. I'm reading a book about the uh, Northern Irish versus the the British and the Northern <laughs> Irish, British. the Northern Irish uh, in the troubles in like the 70s, and they were going to have the meeting with the the uh, the ambassador to Northern Ireland, and all these IRA guys were like, "Fuck this! We're not wearing suits. We're wearing sweaters and and pants." Okay. You know, they they did not be give a shit. So do your thing. Any final thoughts on GCW? Uh, no, the two beer said it. I'm going to jump on it first. I, I liked it. It wasn't bad enough to where it was like, a, you know, it made my eyes roll. It wasn't great enough to where I'm getting ready to you know, say this is my favorite promotion. It comes on every weekend. I can watch, a, you know, a three-hour show every weekend. That's not a problem at all. You know, I'll give it a chance. Zach? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll definitely I'll watch again. And uh, I had a good time. Uh, it was it was groundbreaking for them. Nothing groundbreaking as far as like wrestling or anything, uh, but uh, you know, fun characters and you know, it's a little 
taste of something different. It's not like the thing that I'm going to be watching all the time, but it was sometimes you just want to throw on some wrestling and it's like stuff you've never seen before. And um, this was a very fun uh, kind of little weekend entry. Um, you know, you're like, hey, what do I do? Do I go out, you know, drop, you know, a stupid bar tab or like pay too much money for, for food or whatever, or like you stay in and you pay 25 bucks and you have yourself a, a little evening. And yeah, it was fun. Production was really good. The opening vignette to start before the main show started was a nice little hook to where even somebody like me that never seen a full show was like, okay, you know, I, let's get this shit going. As somebody who has uh, been on the side of production before, not necessarily in an environment like this, but in terms of micing stuff up and shit like that, that was probably as good as they were going to get, and that is not what they would spend their money on in terms of production. They want to make sure that the camera angles, they want to make sure they have uh, replays and shit like that. I, I, You guys said everything that I wanted to say. I wouldn't uh, pass it up again. I could be talked into watching another one. Oh, I'm watching the next, whatever the next week is or the week after. The next one up, i got to watch because now you kind of got me hooked, and I'm kind of curious to see what's next. That is almost the complete opposite of what you just spent a half hour talking about. No. Yes, it is. No, I said I want to Now you're see- saying you're going to buy every single pay-per-view going forward. No, I want to see what that, happens that's next. That's what you just No, I did not said. say that. You can rewind Un- it if you unbelie- want to. I don't have to rewind it. I'm sitting here listening to you. I'm just trying to create some controversy okay. for the show. Okay. Fuck you, All right. Let's yeah, get to that. Gonna gonna say, I'm not drunk enough for you to start doing some shit like that yet. <laughs> Let's get high. <laughs> You're the only one that goes down on that. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Two beer. What's the two count? Uh, two count. We have Let's not talk uh, about that ever again. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, we had uh, AW Rampage and Dynamite. Um, I have to go back and look and see what Rampage was. Uh, Rampage big, was Ethan kinda... Page versus Moxley. Uh, yeah. Uh, which I thought was an interesting story. Um, you know, not a total squash, obviously. Uh, Moxley, you know, just coming back, they were kind of telling the, the, the ring rust story. You know, it took him 11 minutes to beat him and also didn't, you know, completely decimate Ethan Page. So yeah, I felt, did enjoy felt that. like the crowd wanted a squash and they weren't getting it. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I feel the exact same way. Um, but yeah, I, I do appreciate what they did instead, and I did love the little interaction uh, where Moxley's walking back and Danielson's there smiling and clapping, and you know because they were originally going to meet in that tournament, and so oh, like, I didn't I, even that didn't even cross my mind. Did not even cross my mind. Yeah, so they're getting right back to it, and of course, it's a match that everybody wants to see. Uh, and it's an interesting dynamic because if you remember before Moxley left, it kind of looked like he was going on a heel turn, and now that's not happening at all. Uh, and so I think Daniel Bryan kind of took his place, or Bryan Danielson rather, and took that heel turn also. So uh, that I think they just kind of shifted gears. But uh, that is something, speaking of plunking money down for wrestling shows, Sign me up, like shoot it in my veins. Yeah, can I let let's just say right now that if you're on wrestling Twitter or if you're on Twitter 
and you're part of the wrestling community, and you start talking about how we've already seen it in WWE, just fuck right the fuck off. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, maybe we've already seen their match on, uh, let's say, Backlash or Friday Night SmackDown or something. It's clearly not the same thing. So can we all get on the same page that this that if Moxley fights Danielson, that's not the same as Daniel Bryan fighting Dean Ambrose in during the Obama administration. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, sorry. No, I agree with that totally. I mean, it's just not the same thing. Well, in, in the the argument of WWE, you know, that same, you know, kind of, you know, loyalist or tribalist, whatever you want to call it. Um, they're always saying that, you know, AEW is taking shots at WWE, you know, for A, B, C, D reason. Well, you know, if you're, you shouldn't, if you're WWE, you don't worry about what's happening on the outside world. You're so insulated. You're so above everything else. You shouldn't be worried about what everybody else is talking about. So if you're hearing that little noise, that's rabbit ears. That's just a different story entirely. That all being said, I'm, a, I'm excited for a John Moxley Danielson match at some point. Hell yeah. I'm, obviously, you know, we're going to have to drag that out just for this match itself. Tupi and I talked about this a little bit, and, and um, he took it another step that I didn't even think about. I like the ring rust aspect of it. It's it's no different than name your favorite athlete of your favorite sport. He just came back from injury. Usually they just don't come back right away and start dominating. It takes a couple of turns before they get back into their groove. That was this story. Did John Moxley win? Yes. Of course he should have won, but it made Ethan Page still look as strong. So at a later point, if you want to use him, you can use him and not have to worry about him looking bad. And John Moxley moves along going forward. And then, like Two Beers said, on that point, we both agreed when he crossed paths with Danielson, that's okay. Ooh, yeah. You guys were supposed to fight for the, you know, in that tournament to decide who was going to fight Page versus uh, Kenny uh, Omega. So, I mean, in that aspect, you know, it even though it took a side turn, detour, whatever you want to call it, it came right back on track. So, But the difference now, and that's why I'm still kind of, we'll talk about this in the, later on in the, uh, the third count, Heel Danielson versus Moxley face is what it is now. It probably was supposed to be the opposite when it first was initially booked. Yeah, I mean, yeah. For, for I mean, Danielson as a heel is always a little bit more interesting. Hell yeah. And because Moxley has been a face for so long, like for so long, it's crazy how long he's been it a face. It would be kind of hard to bring him back as a heel after right. everything. Right, no, no. You, Especially I mean, you, you can't, coming but, back from rehab, it would be really hard to the, do. The interesting part to me is not whether who's heel or who's face. It's how they book it and what kind of match they have. Agreed. And they are, I mean, obviously, I've been on record. We've been on record. I think that Danielson's the best in the world, so I am excited and we talked last week about how Moxley is seems rare in the go. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say the, the the GCW match was a nice little litmus test 
Ethan Page was, you know, a nice little warm up, and there's no knock against Ethan Page. You know, people know know me, know I love me some Ethan Page, but that was just a little story on the John Moxley path. And like I said, no knock against Ethan Page. It just, I'm excited to see where this goes next. Good, Zach. Uh, yeah, and then uh, had a super fun match with uh, Nick Jackson and Trent, uh, where Trent went over. So continuing, you know, the best friends, uh, elite. Uh, feud that they're having uh trent you know looks great coming back from injury mm-hmm. and uh, nick jackson is just uh such a phenomenal wrestler and uh i don't know i think is as much as i talk about nick jackson and the young bucks in general i still think <laughs> uh, he's he's underrated like I, Jesus, you know whatever I, how you gonna tell <laughs> let me get this straight what are i think the he's greatest... better than people think that he is and he's one of the best ever like you know what I mean? Come on, he's man! Just, he's just Come there. on! You can't you you can't have the young bucks over here being like die line. All right, you can't have the young bucks being the greatest tag team in the world. You can't have Nick Jackson like the greatest sales wrestler in the world. I'm fucking with you about that part. Okay, this is. I guess here's my only problem with the whole thing is this. Initially, it was supposed to be a tag team match. Rocky versus and Trent, uh, Rapongi three, not Rapongi three K, but uh, shit, I can't think what they're old. Rapongi Vice. Thank you, Rapongi Vice versus the Bucks. So that was going to be a throwback to uh, the New Japan days. Cool in the gang, I'm all for it. Obviously, from that point, Rocky got you know his bout with COVID, and then he we had to come back to it. I think in this scenario, the match itself. If you want to say anybody is underrated, Trent Beretta is underrated. Everybody knows who Nick Jackson is, unless you're Bill. At that point, Trent Beretta is Matt's brother, right? Yeah, that guy. You yeah. know, point him out in the lineup if they both assaulted your ass. At this point, Trent Beretta is the yeah, guy I that couldn't do that. <laughs> Trent Beretta is, is Nick Jackson's dad, Nick Jackson's dance partner, and he did just as good a job as if. if anybody else you know what i'm saying would i love to see the uh the tag team match of course it would have but this was just as good as match trent Beretta is one of the better guys in the game and he just doesn't get any love i was glad to see that he got a little flowers right here and he kind of continued the feud to go into wednesday night yeah and uh trent's great uh he's really good uh at all aspects of wrestling and um it is good uh, like he is one of Tony Khan's like favorite wrestlers. Like he's one of the first hires uh, that they had. So, um, you know, and it was cool for him to go over here because it doesn't hurt Nick Jackson. You know, <laughs> the, so, only bit. the only thing I have to say about this match is that I was watching it today and I was watching AEW Dynamite last night and I was thinking Jason and Zach would think I was lying if I told them that I couldn't tell Trent Beretta and Chuck Taylor apart. But yes. I, but I don't think I know which one is oh which. God, are you fucking serious right now? I really don't. I just, I really don't. Dude, my head is getting ready to explode. I think there I did. No way. Trent Beretta used to be in WWE, and he was in a tag team with Brian Myers or Lance Archer, one of the two. Which one? I want. I want to say it's Brian Myers, but don't quote me on that. Lance Archer would stick out in WWE, I would think. Brian Myers. But Lance Archer was in WWE for a while because he had the terrible tramp stamp. 
I, I I'll, take, no, I'll take uh, your word for it. I'll take your word for it. It's going to say WWE. It's ah, it looks like I know something that you don't. Okay, let's here's, keep going. Here's a way to here's a way to tell him apart. Chuck Taylor definitely not a body guy. <laughs> there so. you go. Yes, yes. But uh, yes, we had uh, the kind of penultimate. Like the reason I tune into Rampage uh, is for Hook. And we had another <laughs> great hook squash. And, you know, he was there Serpentico, you know, Hook's not a big guy, uh, but he was able, you know, he's bigger than Serpentico and was able to throw him around. His bitch. Yeah, it was a, a standing red room, Taz mentioned. It looked awesome. And then QT comes out and he just slams him. And QT is like number two best geek on the roster under Brandon Cutler and just the fact that he's still talking into the microphone as he's getting slammed. So good. So good. Like, just so good at his job. Uh, so, oh, we'll be, you know, hooks out there to do squashes and get over and he's not out there to have great matches. He's out there to get over. And he's doing it. And uh, eventually we will probably see some great matches from him. But um, for now, I'm fine. Watching them squash dudes on the Friday night. No, it's it's, uh, it's funny to watch, no question. Then we had a, a a main event that overachieved because I was not uh, too high on this because you have two green wrestlers uh, who both have tons of potential, and um, they had a good match. Like this was this was good. It was like one of Jade's uh, better matches. You know she's kind of struggled lately they put her in long matches where she kind of gets exposed but uh i mean there was a commercial in the middle but uh, i really liked it yeah i thought the main event was pretty good too i'm not on the same hook train as you guys are i can't tell if you guys are be- trying to be ironic or not um but i thought that jade versus anna jade jade keeps getting better every day anna jade looked better in this match than she has since coming back i think jade is they should cast Jade as Storm in the X Men reboot or some shit. Like oh, no that. doubt. Yeah, I mean she is. Yeah, Stephen inc- Wonder can see that. She is incredible. Yeah, that's a layup on that one. Um, no, I agree with Two Beer on this, and we kind of touched on this last night or whatever. I'm not looking for Hook to you know win titles or have five star matches. You know, just <laughs> just. <clears throat> Roll his ass out there. I just there. want him to go out there, kick ass, and eat shit. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Him, you know, slamming, you know, side slamming or side suplexing QT Marshall, totally fine. I'm down with that. Him, you know, making Serpentico look like his bitch, totally fine with that. Hook is, you know, years away for at least a year, if not two years away from for me personally for me to even consider him as, like, you know, main event talent. It is what it is. Now, that said, main event, I was kind of, you know, a little hesitant thinking about this, but I thought both, you know, did very well, better than, like this motherfucker always said, it was better than what it should have been. And that was my takeaway from, no, I'm not taking away, you know, I'm not giving it, you know, any hell. I'm giving it its flowers. No, It had no business being no, as good as No, I'm saying anytime you agree with me, you're heating up. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought it was better than it should have been. Jay looked good. Um, Anna Jay looked and Anna Jay, I, well, 
Honestly, I wasn't sure who I was more worried about because they both had been good in spots and they both had been kind of suspect in spots. You put it together, they kept it short, and I think that was probably the biggest deal. It wasn't Goldberg short. I'm not sure where this Goldberg, Jay Cargill reference is coming from, but whatever, neither here nor there. Good enough to where it got its point across and we're moving forward to uh, Dynamite on Wednesday night. All right, what about Dynamite? Dynamite. It opened um, with arguably one of the best, I mean, it's one of the best ladder matches I've ever seen. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, Sammy Guevara versus Cody Rhodes uh, for the undisputed uh, TNT Look champion. I was say, he was Bruce you know, Buffer. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, little Heyman Buffer guy. And, uh, but uh, yeah, these guys went out there and just, gave it everything and it was so good uh not just big spots although there were plenty of big spots there was, was a superplex off the ladder uh there was a crossroads um off the middle of the ladder there was a cutter that was absolutely insane like cutter, almost yeah. off the top of the yeah springboard and that was uh, the, that was the best part that yeah, was the best that part. was the spot of the match it really was and then there was like the big Jeff Hardy swanton, uh, where Sammy's like standing on the very top of like a twelve foot ladder and falls down on Cody with a swanton, and that thing didn't break at all. It didn't even budge. It felt like it was just like okay, you just you want to bounce off of Cody. Fair enough. Here's the impact, and now you're feeling it too. Yeah, it was just awesome, and uh, Sammy ends up. Um, Winning and grabbing both belts, so uh, that's that's cool. Like uh, good for Sammy, and you know we continue this Cody saga where I mean there's like a lot of mixed reactions uh, with Cody. He's really good at playing into it, and uh, but I mean one of the better dynamite matches, and I mean this is a work rate promotion, and I mean this is an awesome match. Uh, I, I loved it. I'd say it's one of the five best dynamite matches of all time. Um, off the top of my head, I have Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan. Or, sorry, no, Adam Page versus Daniel Bryan in the hour-long draw. Uh, the Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker ladder match. That was pretty fucking crazy. That was for the belt. The match had never happened. Huh? The match had never happened. <laughs> Wait, wasn't that oh, the match? Ta- okay. Light, okay. You're, you're not talking about the lights out match? Yeah, that's what you're talking about. Oh, that, yeah, that's what I'm talking okay. about. Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker. Yes. Okay. Uh, this match, the second Dana Bryan Adam Page <laughs> match. And <laughs> I mean, there's probably a tag team match in there, too, that I'm forgetting about, but. I mean, for top, me, Pac, you know, tapping out Kenny Omega to me has to be on that top five somewhere. And I don't get look, and I'm not trying to, you know, say my pick is better than yours. That's just something to me in the infancy of AEW, where as a they put themselves on the map. As a New Japan guy, mm. I know who Kenny Omega is, but I only know who Pac is that really. What WWE showed me, he's only 205, and he had to cough up the 205 title to Enzo. Can you believe this charlatan is in here and never watched Dragon Gate? Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but you you would put this match in the top 10? 
Oh, yeah. This Di- just was, dynamite matches. Not AEW matches, but dynamite matches, like, on free TV. This was this worth was a pay-per-view. the price of admission. Yes. Yeah, it was, a pay- it was a pay-per-view match. We got it for free. Mm-hmm. I was a little worried that they would, wouldn't give Sammy the title back, but once Cody started to work the back, kind of worked the knee, uh, the figure four between the uh, – the ladder or whatever the case may be, he was acting a little heelish. And that made me think, okay, if you wanted to give Sammy the title back and make him look good doing it, this is for him fighting from underneath. And you can have him win the title with the Scorpio Sky looking from the skybox down. It's the kind of match that you would show a non-wrestling fan and be like, check this out. And hopefully you would like it. Because the spots weren't like they were off. The only spot that was off was outside the cutter where Sammy did the cutter on Cody and Cody didn't that actually That was a bit it. of a botch, but I mean, that, outside is, of that, that is picking nits, though. Look, that is like I said, picking nits. Outside of that, uh, I ain't got no problem with this one. All right, Zach, what's up? Sorry, fumbling with my mute button there. Um, I, I watched this late, um, so... I thought he said his meat button, which made it sound like he was jerking off his tiny dick. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was was killed Jason. (laughs) Jason had to run away. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, dude. Don't cough too loud over there. Baby's sleeping. (laughs) Dude, I just have this. Weird, uh, <laughs> weird uh, feeling. Okay. So, uh, some other stuff that kind of happened in the middle. It kind of bookended by two really good matches. Uh, but we had um, Wardlow doing, you know, another squash. This time it was a handicap squash. So, you know, Spears didn't do the, the chair stuff because Wardlow wouldn't let him. Wardlow's from Cleveland, and I was kind of thinking they might do a babyface turn. Uh, but they didn't. Oh, so. Jesus Christ. Uh, I, think I think it's coming next week, no matter what. I yeah, will say that. Just... Sorry, Tuvier, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, in his hometown, I figured the pop would be enormous. But, uh, you know, they have a plan, and it's just, they didn't do it. No, I thought Cleveland showed uh, Wargo some love for sure. The funny part, well, two funny parts. Um, and really centered about around Wardlow as far as I was concerned when MJF was like, you know, power bomb him, power bomb him. You know, Wardlow was kind of like, yeah, all right, man. You know, he took his sweet time about it. And then, we, you know, he actually did it. It was just kind of like, you know, he, I, I, I did it. put all into it. By no stretch of imagination. This was like a two on a scale of one to ten. Outside of that, I thought Wardlow, you know, did what – we needed him to do the one other thing that I'm glad that didn't happen is that Sean Spears didn't come down and, you know, overshadow Wargo's spot. It's his hometown. Let him have his moment. You know, God forbid he has, you know, this only moment, but we would like to see a bunch more. Sean Spears is going to get his here in a little bit, you know, obviously – he uh, attacked CM Punk from behind, and that, you know, got this whole thing started. But right now, this is about Wardlow. Let him do his thing. Let us, you know, let me laugh at his facial expressions. You know, you know, looking at MJF, you're like, motherfucker, you ain't shit. You know that, right? 
that to me is what the funny part about Wargo is. Once he breaks away, he's going to have to step up that part of his game to elevate him to more so of a main event status kind of guy. Uh, some other stuff. We had a Britt Baker promo that was fun, but didn't really go anywhere. Um, Shit. Fuck Jay- the Browns. Jason loved it. <laughs> I know Jason loved it. Just because it's all Steelers all the time. I mean, what a pointless... You know, if you don't love the Steelers or you don't love the Browns, what a pointless fucking promo, though. Like, it was like... I'm sitting there. I knew everything that she was referring to. I got the hey, here's a baker that actually wins. I got it. I like it's fine, That's but my doubt. is it was it just there to That's establish Britt Baker as a massive heel again? Because nobody else likes the Browns and nobody else likes the Steelers. It just seemed kind Dude, I'm, of I'm, I'm, I'm sitting right here, right? It was masturbatory. Ooh. It was a masturbatory <laughs> promo. Do you agree, Zach? I mean, there was there was yeah, yeah. there was Ooh. nothing in it for people like me and Zach who don't give a fuck about Cleveland or Pittsburgh. Mm. Stop making noises like that, you fucking pervert! You sound like a fucking <laughs> sound like a creep, man. Uh, the, the Jericho LAX versus two thing was strange to me because it seemed like the story they were trying to tell is that Jericho or that LAX needs Jericho. Which is really strange to me. That's a weird way for them to go. Oh yeah, because he Judas elbowed, or what's it called? Judas affected. Judas affected one of the two guys when nobody when the ref wasn't looking, and then LAX pinned him, and then Jericho backed up the ramp. Jason, you're making a face like you didn't watch AEW Dynamite. I'm not. Jericho no, backed up the I'm, ramp, being I'm like, not, "You look, fuckers need I, me. I watched, you guys need me." I watched the AEW. Okay, trust. You can see it on Twitter. It's not like I didn't watch it. Okay, I'm just seeing it a totally different way. I'm gonna let you. I was trying to let you finish until you came over here, jumped across the table. So now, two beer. You're the deciding vote. What did you think of that match? Uh, I honestly, uh, I was kind of blanked out at this point. Like, this is not super intriguing to me. So I had it on. Uh, but as far as the minutia, like, I didn't pick up on uh, anything. I'm just not super interested in this feud anymore. It's been a long time. Uh, Fair enough. Been a lot of mixed, mixed matches. Um, so I guess I'm kind of abstaining i'm not being a tiebreaker i'm, I'm abstaining Christ. from the feud. that's fine that's fine it kind of sucked i think everybody agreed it kind of sucked okay all i'm gonna say on this one is this it's not it's not about chris jericho at this point jericho is over and is made if he never has another match in aw god forbid he is good it's about the dead presidents yes exactly and I was waiting for them to turn on Jericho, and they didn't. Well, hopefully they, it happens next week. They basically, I get what you're saying, but it was more so to me like the assist. Santana and Ortiz were going to be, they were going to tag each other in and out, as long, and they were going to freeze out Jericho as long as they could. Okay. And then when Jericho came in, Boom, no, you're going to get right back out. And then at the very end, the hot tag, Jericho's basically like kind of fuck this, fuck this, and then 
that's when Jericho came into play. It was more so about Santana or Ortiz trying to establish their own independence. Fair enough. And I'm on record as being, I want LAX to do more in the tag division for AEW. I'm just going to reiterate what I said last week. Jericho, take your flabby ass out of AEW. Start shedding some LBs and come back. Okay. Come back when you don't look like a fucking narwhal without a fucking horn. I mean, I've been looking at I've been looking at baby books for like the last two two weeks. I don't know why there's so many narwhals. There's narwhals all over. It's like I never met a narwhal in my entire life. Then you have a kid all you hear about is fucking narwhals. Uh, I was like, just wait till she gets a little older. <laughs> Jericho, retire, you flabby-ass motherfucker. Actually, uh, can, 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 can I say something real quick? Real dark, I love 30 Jericho. Seconds. He's just, no, he's just fat no, as shit. No. Put a shirt on. It's, I mean, Sting doesn't take his shirt off. He's 62. He's jumping through tables. Just put your shirt back on, you concave-chested fucking okay. flabby bitch. Wow. Never mind. I was going to. <laughs> Never mind. Two beer? Let's move along. <laughs> yeah, what's next, two beer? Oh, man. Uh, MJF and Punk, uh, we're going to get that in Chicago, uh, which I I think MJF did a good job of, uh, you know, little nod to the pipe bomb, you know, he sits on his chest after the pentacle beats him down, like in the pipe bomb. Position. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Oh, that was very cool. And uh, I'm looking forward to MJF beating Punk in Chicago and watching that place melt down. Because the way it's set up, he is, you know, standing tall, you know, the week before, which usually means that, you know, the, the baby face wins because, you know, the baby face is laid out. Uh, you know, if they get knocked down the week before, typical kind of booking psychology. But uh, I can that's WWE re- booking, I, though. Okay, thank you. I was yeah. ready to say somebody say this before I jump in this bad boy. But go ahead, Two Beer. Go ahead. But yeah, uh, I think uh, MJF wins next week. Uh, I think it would be very, very cool uh, for him to give Punk his first loss because, like, who's gonna do it? Um, unless it's like a championship match, I guess you could have Punk go undefeated until he eventually gets a championship match. But I think it means more um, if, you know, somebody's got to hand Punk his first loss and MJF's the perfect dude to do it because he would never let anybody forget it ever. Jason, what do you think? I agree with that. Um, didn't think that obviously we weren't, weren't going to get Punk versus MJF. On Wednesday, I'm surprised we're going to get it on, you know, a week from now. I want to see. I want to see where this match goes. I kind of agree with Two Beer on this one. I kind of agree with the the MJF winning is more so of the bigger issue. As long as Hangman is the the champ, I think MJF is still. Nipping on the heels is oh, I think you're thinking about this the wrong way. Sorry, I mean sorry to cut you off, no, but like ahead. this is MJF versus Punk. I mean this is what I loved about the promo on Wednesday night was 
punk saying, yeah, you listen to that podcast because you're a fan, fan. which is as big of an line. insult. That is such an insult yeah. to a guy that's staying there talking shit to you on the For ramp. Sure. But it's also probably what gets MJF going. There is no benefit at all to having MJF lose to Punk. There's no benefit. Punk can always get the back always get back to where he is right now. I mean true enough, MJF probably could too. But Punk can always get back and Punk no, said he, okay. Punk said Punk said when he came back he was there to wrestle guys they'd never wrestled before. Yep. Which is should be code for I'm here to put guys over, over, which is what Dana Bryan is doing, which is what Dana Bryan just did with Paige, which is what Daniel Bryan is going to do with Moxley because Moxley is not going to lose that feud with Dana Bryan. Agree with Brian the, uh, the Page part. So this is it. Like Punk is here to put MJF over, and I am here to watch it. And if Punk goes over MJF. And they don't have a three-match series? I think they're going to have it regardless. Well, then I, I, I think they're going to have it regardless. Well, then I would start questioning why the fuck Punk came back. Two beer? Uh, I don't know that they'll have a series. Um, I think it, I don't think they're going to. Been, really? Yeah, it's been, they, you don't they think don't there's do going to be a rematches. trilogy in some form or fashion? They don't have, like... Zach just said they don't have a lot of rematches. They only had Brian versus Paige because the first one was a draw. That is that's exciting booking to me. AEW has exciting book. You know what? I I'm was not th- talking you, about next. Hold week. on. Let, let, let me jump ahead a little bit. Go ahead. Because oh, you know what? I'll jump back. But it also applies to the main event this week. They had. Sam Guevara versus Cody, and I was like, man, this has been a few, this is kind of a feud, kind of not a feud, but at least this feud is peaking on a dynamite where all sorts of other, all WWE trained to do is have feuds peak on a pay-per-view. But kayfabe style, kayfabe if feuds style. are supposed to go the way they're supposed to go, they're not always going to peak on that. And then we have Orange Cassidy versus Adam Cole, baby. In a huge match that was very fun to watch, that only had one one uh, interference, and it was a very funny, very <laughs> indie style interference of Danhausen. I thought that was so well done, like so well done. I just don't get it. It felt like a Coen Brothers movie to me. It was like the bad guy, the guy got drawn out from underneath the ring, and then you never saw him again. You were like, wait, did that matter, or did it actually happen? We saw that, right? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I after, like, having a late night and then, like, waking up, I was like, I had that kind of, I'm thinking about Blazes stuff. And I was game. like, Yeah, I was like, did, I was like, did this so mad. even happen? Like, yeah, I mean, the VIP dinner with the, cheerleaders and the alumni uh yeah it's, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh jason just made the jerk off motion and i was like yeah dude, that's what dexter's doing <laughs> good for him <laughs> but uh yeah so um the 
yeah, so I wake up and I'm just like, was Dan Housen like on dynamite? I was like, because that's something that could have happened in a dream. Like, yes, yes, it I is very been strange. Dreaming about the match that I watched right before I went to bed, and I'm dreaming about Adam Cole or Cassidy, and I'm like, did that really happen? But yeah, I thought it was fun, and, and he got a big reaction. Uh, it, was, did. it was it was cool. He got a chance. It was fun. I just don't get Dan Housen. That's yeah, just me. That's I, just me. It was he's orchid. one of those guys that you don't have to, you know? And I don't. I really don't. I wouldn't like to because right. it was like you Orange Cassidy. You only like guys with half their face painted. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, what was it? Seiko Sequoia had his had paint half uh have his face painted, and, you know, everybody's looking at it. It's like, is it right. a or not a manga, or I whatever. Gotta, I got to keep this on track. Um, so we had the, uh, the Red Velvet versus Layla Hirsch match. Which was a really bad match with an even worse finish. Uh, this match was bad. Yes, it was uh, bad. And they were both the number one contenders. They were tied for number one, one contendership. Well, they were, well, whatever. Yeah. More so to my point. Which one do you think has more, as a wrestling fan, which one do you like more? Layla Hirsch, easily. Not, yeah. even, not even a question. Zach? I actually lean Red Velvet because she's got a lot more charisma and personality. Um, Layla Hirsch is different. She's got she's got is, something that's just a little different about she's her. She's Serena Deeb, but just not named Serena Deeb. She's like, well, I was going to say she's more like Chad Gable. Shayna Baszler, whatever. I was thinking Shayna Baszler. Yeah. Okay, that. By the way, Chad Gable's mic work over the last few weeks has gotten, just saying, my uh, my beefers might have been correct. Uh, next up, we have the... Uh, too bad you're the only one watching. Two beer. Two beer. You want me to take this next one? What the, is the next one? The promo by the Shitty Tats. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. So it was Black and uh, Brody King, and they cut a Undertaker 1993 adjacent promo about how they were there to wreak havoc and who's going to fuck with them. And it was saw a lot of people on Twitter talking about how great this promo was, and I was thinking it was like Bray Wyatt Jr. You know how Bray Wyatt is Hardy's? This shit is Carl's Jr., Ooh. <laughs> taste it, taste it. That's hot. Okay, all right, look. I'm not going to sit up here and say that Malachi Black has had good points, bad points, high and low. I'll just say this. In Malachi, in Malachi Black's defense, this is what is probably supposed to be. You're not necessarily – the only problem I have this is, once again, you know – they jump into the number five ranked opponents, and I can't even remember who they just crushed. I think it was um, the Varsity Bonds last week. That, to me, is more of the bigger angle for me looking from the outside in. Julia Hart checking uh, Griff Garrison like it's nobody's business. That, to me, was more impactful than what they were talking about on the uh, their promo, whatever the case may be. I just can we just get rid of the rankings? I guess that's my ultimate problem with no, we need to get rid of the rankings. I mean, all of a sudden, or you know, it can we expand it to a top ten? Because now you're getting a team that just got together within the last 
two weeks, three weeks. Granted, they beat down the varsity blondes. You can argue that if you want to. That is one match. One. No. No. The rankings have a, to stay. It's just a prop. Yeah, like, it's a prop. They can prop. they can change, but if the reason they had Adam Cole lose this week because they could, it doesn't matter, right? So he could say undefeated. Defeated. Yes, I get that point. I know you get that point. So what's your problem with the rankings, though? The rankings fucking rule. No, don't don't stay. You, do, you do not. You don't not. The, the rankings don't rule. Okay, <laughs> it's 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 pick and choose when we used when we want to use it. If you do it, let's do, do it it's arbitrarily just, it's just or more not sto- at all. It's just more story. You, you shouldn't need that, though. Yeah, you you shouldn't well, need that, though. It doesn't have to be complicated. It's just more they story. They make it more complicated than what it should be. A- AEW does? Yes. No, I don't. Oh, no, my I disagree God. With wow. Okay, cool. I don't watch Dark and Elevation, though. I don't watch Dark and Elevation, but you're going to sit here well, and tell me. What are you talking me, about? If you're going to sit here and tell me, and Zach, you, you can chime on this, too, because this is your spot. How is Red Velvet the number one ranked woman coming into the... Is this how this started? Who cares about Red Velvet, man? We're talking about the rankings. She was number one. Layla Hirsch is number two. I need to understand how we got from not seeing them at all on Dynamite versus now all of a sudden the rankings reset and these two are the top two women coming into this match? Do I need to watch just, Dark and Elevation? I just don't. I just don't have any strong feelings about it. It's just a tool and, like, to be used for storytelling purposes. It, I don't I don't think it's anything. Like, it's not like it's so nonsensical that it's going to make me angry. You know, it's not like it's, like, stupid storytelling devices that we see on WWE and like tropes that we see on WWE. It's just, it's just a tool that they can use or they can not use. Cause the whole point is to book matches that people want to see. Yeah. Um, I mean, you doesn't s- always have to be ranking. Okay. You sound like an old uncle talking about the Kennedy assassination. It's like, yeah, that's fine. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I agree with that. The rankings are good though. <laughs> okay. If you, if, you, if you say so. <laughs> All right. What's next, Zach? Um, Jason's going to kill talk, me. Talk about, talk about the main event. Uh, you know, we, we've covered most of it. But, um, you know, fun, lights out match. They did some, some big, big shit, big finish. Well, Cassie uh, went but, over, which was surprising to me. That wasn't surprising to you, yeah, Jason? What? It's Britt Baker on the Rosa all over again. Orange Cassidy, they said it before the match started. He never beat Adam Cole up into this Baby. point. If you're going to do it, the lights out. right, it's the lights well, out stipulation to where it, Omega. Exactly. You know, Omega's patent loss. Exactly. Or Brit, yeah. to me, it was Britt Baker Thunder Rosa. To me, it was just that scenario where when, because they've kind of drilled it into me in the last couple weeks, when I see one, I think of the other. So it's the same kind of match with two, obviously two different opponents. I guess my problem with this is Orange Cassidy wins. Now what? 
what are we going to do with Orange Cassidy? Because ultimately, if we're going to play the wins and losses game it's matters. It's strange. If we're going to play the wins and losses game matters, this is a – it should feel like a huge win yeah. because he beat Adam Cole Bebe, who is undefeated. Totally But agree. in the grand scheme of things, it never happened. Right. It is So a, now what? So why not just have Adam Cole win? Okay. Or Cassidy can lose forever, though. Right? No. I don't think so. At some point, there there would be a little bit of revolt, but that's neither here nor there. I'll just kind of stick to the point. They kind of painted themselves in a corner that we talk about WWE being in the corner a lot of times. I get what you're trying to do, but you already did it. So you needed to come up with a better booking strategy versus doing the same booking strategy, but just changing Did you like the, the match? It was good. It, it, it was good, not great. Two beers, Zach. Did you like the match? Yeah, it was super fun. Um, you know, it was a different vibe, uh, you know, I think largely in part uh, for Orange Cassidy. But Adam Cole has great, like, comedic value, too, especially as a heel. Um, so, you know, like, I don't necessarily see a problem with the booking. It is redundant when you look at the history of the Lights Out matches. It seemed a little predictable. And like predictable is not always bad, but it wasn't like it wasn't like there was like a payoff where we got like what we wanted to see. It wasn't you know it didn't have a lot of teeth. Did you um, expect Adam Cole to win? Yes. I, I I'll speak for me. And you know, as far as uh, you know, he's he's definitely over. He is you know somebody that. But did you expect and, him to win that match, Zach? Uh, I did, yeah. I mean, it it's, it was a surprising win. Just the way, I mean, I, you know, the way I was thinking about it is the way, like, Tony was thinking about it. Like, he had lost the previous match, you know, in the, in the straight-up, like, wrestling match. And... You know, you tend to lean towards heels winning these unsanctioned matches or whatever because they can, you know, they get the run-ins and everything, uh, which we did have, but it was ultimately, like, to no avail. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a way for Adam Cole to lose without losing, and that's kind of, like, how I thought about it. And, you know, keep Orange Cassidy strong because he's, he's well-booked. Like, he does lose occasionally. But uh, he's been very well booked, and you know he's somebody that you can throw maybe not a pay per view um, title match, although he's been in those. But uh, how many matches? But, that, how many matches has Adam Cole had in AEW? And it feels to me like know. it feels. Uh, I think it's like four, maybe. It feels to me he like he was nine and zero coming into nine the, and last 0? night. Holy <laughs> shit! It feels to me like Tony Khan flipped a coin. Because he would like to book himself out of that corner, whatever happened. It, 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 it kind of is what it is. I think they're trying to to delay until they get to their pay-per-view and then set up the their big-time matches and then kind of move forward. How they're getting there, I'll let you call it. All right. Uh, any last yeah, thoughts on this, Zach? 
next pay-per-view is in March. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, That's I a think problem. you're getting one of the one of like the three versus Page is going to be the match I think for March, whether it's Punk, Danielson, or um, Adam Cole. I feel like you have to do one of those. So, you know, in the meantime, you know, you got Lance Archer with the Texas death match, you know, that nobody expects him to win. Um, you know, it, yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, it was a good show. What dynamite? Is that what you mean, Zach? Dynamite was a good show. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, it was a good show. Anything in the middle, but it, the beginning and the end were both awesome. Oh my god, it was fucking great. A, I'm an AEW sexual. It fucking rules, man. <laughs> Glad we finally got you out the closet. So now it's time to edge me. I think I told my boss about this show this week. I hope he doesn't listen this week and just hear me say edge me. When I'm talking about the WWE Royal Rumble, everybody, uh, we're talking about the WWE Royal Rumble. And before we get into our predictions. No, I'll say that. I'll, I, I want to talk about your question the right Seth now. Rollins, Roman Reigns promos that have been happening the last couple of weeks because they've been pretty good. I've seen the highlights. I just. So you're not watching SmackDown anymore either. You're done with SmackDown. Yeah. I mean, it's really basically for me as I'm looking at it, it's really two storylines that I care about. Zach. And really one. Zach, did you watch SmackDown this week? (laughs) (laughs) He's heating up. (laughs) That motherfucker didn't say a word. (laughs) All right. You know, we don't have to talk about it. No, we can talk about it. Okay. I will start start watching WWE. How is it that when I watched WWE for the first two and a half, three years, maybe three and a half years of this podcast, I was just like, yeah, go ahead, Jay. You watch that shit. When I decide, you know what? These motherfuckers have pissed me off for the final time, and I want to take a break from this shit. Now I'm like, you know, what are you doing? Now you got so much more time to watch other wrestling that we were not going to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. I get it, but the problem with this, at least the way they have booked this, I I saw Seth Rollins where you know, I would rather you know wrestle your um, your wife. You know, Seth is throwing out Mox's name, and this is me watching it on YouTube. I didn't have to go through two, three hours at a time to. Well, who the fuck watches it like that? Look, I watch it like that. You watch it live on Mondays? Hell yeah! I guess you could say you watch it raw. Bing. So at that point, it, it, it kind of makes it. I'm glad I didn't watch, you know, Bobby Lashley getting, you know, emasculated by Brock Lesnar week by week, talking about Bobby. Who, we don't have, the fuck I mean, out I mean we that. don't have to talk about it. I just think that Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns, I think they've had like three good back and forth promos. Not saying that they're going to win the Roman Reigns oh, no, we, promo we, of the no, year we, or we anything. Have to do a little, I'm, more I'm just saying it, that. They've, it's been very good between those two because they're both playing heels. But Roman is such a heel that Seth is kind Coming of playing the baby face. face. 
And I'm just saying the last three weeks have been really good between those two. Um, I want to get into it. I just... So, before we get into the winners, let's hear... Jason, do you have any predictions on surprise entries in either Royal Rumble? Uh, Ronda Rousey, obviously, is one of the... The people that you see would see or hear, Jeff Jarrett, uh, is one of those that you see or hear. Uh, I mean, if there's, I want to say that there's, if there's one that's going to be like, oh, you don't see that coming. You don't want to say it until the predictions? No, honestly, because I don't think there's anybody that I want to say that's, you know, outside of WWE. It's like, oh my God. So Mickey, who do you say? I'm going to still say with Mickey James. I mean, I think you had the wow. Iconics. No, you had the Iconics wow. being apparently. Such a huge look, prediction. You had the apparently, supposedly, whatever you want to use with that, you had the Iconics being offered to come back, and they said no. So there's some petty shit going Zach, out there. You make it. You, okay, Zach, Zach. Any predictions? Any predictions for some, like, Legend, like Honky Tonk Man, something like that. Yeah, but you, I expect oh. that. No, there's 22 people named. We only have eight to fill up. Zach, any predictions? Rick the Model Martel. I'm leaning to Tonka. See, that's what I'm talking about. Come on, man. This, this is all going the eight or ten, depending on which side it is. I would like to think people that talent knows what WWE is. If you go over there, you're going over there for whatever they want you to do. You're not going to have any control. You better save your money because they can cut you literally Hold on. within a week. Zach, who are you taking? What are you, you taking for like surprise, surprise entrance? Oh, um, I was only kind of partially joking with Tonka, but, uh, you know, um, I haven't given it any thought uh, at all as far as surprise entrances. I just, I couldn't care less. It might, it might be a fun pop. You guys are freaking dick bags. No. Both of you guys are fucking no, dick bags. No. Yes, okay, both so, of you are dick bags. Let's so, do predictions. Uh, do you have, do you have, Mickey, J- do you have Mickey James? Do you have Mickey James I don't winning think the about Royal Mickey Rumble? James. No, fuck no. I don't okay, think about exactly. Mickey James. I don't think about Summer exactly, Rae. Exactly. Like, I'm not exactly, some WWE shill. Exactly. That's I'm a his purist. point, and that's, our, man, that's my point. Outside of the WWE and their little bubble that they like to control so well there's nobody that's going to come in from the outside in that actually would make a little money do you know how many people are out there saying that cody rhodes is showing up that the good brothers are showing up that jericho's showing up they talked about the forbidden door you know who the big surprise is going to be on saturday mickey james gable stevenson (laughs) it's just gonna be some dude that's just a fart in the wind it's not like they're like oh well jericho you know they might let him do it it's like jericho that's saying like finn finn bauer's gonna win the world rumble yeah those guys yeah but jericho he showed up on stone cold's yeah podcast it's like that's that's because vince does doesn't even piss on Stone Cold's podcast. He doesn't even think about it. There's nothing yeah, I, big happening. 
No. Nothing. No. It, it's Mickey not, James. Like people are expecting some like well the the biggest thing that's gonna happen is Ronda's gonna come back. Uh well that's the biggest thing. I agree. I agree a thousand percent. We'll we'll probably talk about this later when we get to predictions. But before we get to that predictions, is also the most exciting thing. Like that, I will watch WWE. Like I think Ronda Rousey is such a star, and I enjoyed her work so much last time. I will tune in for her segment. I think. Uh, I think if WWE. I think if WWE came out with the match order. It would be way easier to predict <laughs> who wins and who loses. Because if the men's Royal Rumble goes on first or something, then I know that the women's Royal Rumble going on last, and that means that there's going to be something huge at the end of it, which is probably Ronda Rousey. So I'll know it. In fact, give me Vegas odds. As soon as the music hits, I was gonna say, I'm going to put money on I it. I have all contingencies locked down. I'm ready to go. Let's make these predictions happen, Captain. I mean, I didn't get to say mine, but I guess that's fine. No, did we even make a prediction yet? He's talking about a surprise entrance. Uh, that's right. Who's your surprise entrance? Okay, so there's a few matches. I just helped be- you out before we get to the rumbles. A few matches before we get to the rumbles. Let's start with uh, Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop. I'll go first. I think this is the biggest lock on the card. I'm going Becky Lynch. Jason, what do you got? Haven't seen it in a while, and this is kind of the reason why. Becky Lynch. Two beers. Zach Pullman, what do you got? Unanimous lock of the week. I I would almost call it the Lynch of the week. Oh, shit. Sorry, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Sitting right here, ladies and gentlemen. That's how much I love this motherfucker. Go ahead, <laughs> Zach. Who you got? Set back in Lynch. He did. Yes. Okay. Well, That's what the to go to. What? Okay. Well, Christ. I missed him, motherfucker. As as, as quickie you said, the the racist joke behind it. You didn't catch the front part of the where he's. Never mind. Go ahead, Edge. And Phoenix, Edge and Beth Phoenix. Great couple versus it couple. I got the great couple. Go ahead. Who do you have? The baby faces. So you have Edge. Okay. Who do you got, Zach? Um, Say it slow so that way he's got it. (laughs) I'm going to go with Beth. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'm going Miz I think they're going to go to Wrestlemania with Edge versus the Miz And Edge got the first one I think it's Miz's turn this time uh, Next up we have And that's why I don't watch anymore Horrible Wait, who is it? Oh Jesus, he can't read his own handwriting Come on, man. Oh, that's an R. Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. Who you got? Now, there's a bunch of different ways you can go with this if you're a thinker like me. But Jason probably just. <laughs> I can't believe you, you read your own head writing. That to me is kind of I thought that was a B. It's an R. 
So you thought it was Bowman Bane? <laughs> get your boy. Get your boy. I got Roman Reigns. There's not even much to talk about. I'm glad I missed this whole bit up to it because why? Roman Reigns wins. Uh, I'm going to take Roman Reigns too. There's so much stuff that can happen after this. It all depends on match order, but I'll take Roman Reigns because all roads lead to Roman Reigns, and you're dumb if you case, get Seth Rollins. In this case, yeah. it doesn't. All right. Uh, Zach? I'm going to be dumb, and I'm going to really? go against the grain, make it interesting, um, because the reason I'm picking Seth is uh, apparently Seth was supposed to win uh, the other title, um, whenever they did that, uh, before Roman got COVID or whatever. Yeah. So he was supposed to be a champion. Um, so I don't know, maybe he would be course correcting or whatever. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's a long reign that Reigns has had and you know, Reigns is going to be in the main event of WrestleMania, uh, regardless. So, um, I don't know. Could be, interesting. <laughs> I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick it up. So you're taking Seth. I'm taking Seth. All right. So the last one-on-one match we have is Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Did I go first last time? I'll go first this time. I'm taking Lashley. Ooh. And the reason I think I'm taking Lashley... You guys both have your locks locked in because I'm about to convince you <laughs> right now. I already know what you're thinking, but I'm going to let you finish. Go ahead. I think that the bloodline is going to get involved and they are going to mess it up. Or Heyman will get in there, mess it up for Lesnar. And then we still get Lesnar versus Reigns in a main event at WrestleMania. Uh, Zach, what do you think? I'm going to go Brock uh, just because it is very hard to bet against him. And yeah, I mean, that's why she got more points for going Lashley, but it's (laughs) fun. I don't necessarily think he wins at mania, but I think he does carry the belt into mania. And then also with Seth beating Roman, maybe that Roman beats Brock for the title at Mania. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I'm going to go Brock. Jason? Tiebreaker. You guys looked at it a totally different way than I looked at it because I'm thinking we've seen... That's the beauty of the pod, We've seen Brock win the title from a money in the bank aspect. Can we see... Brock dropped the title to Bobby Lashley here and then reinsert himself in some form or fashion in the Royal Rumble and then win said Royal Rumble and now he's back into the mix. So now you're asking me to choose which scenario I think is likely going to happen. I'm going to take I'm going to take Brock to win this match to retain over Bobby Lashley I just don't think that WWE can get out of their way to make this right. It's it's kind of this whole thing is overbooked and now they're talking about title versus title. 
I agree with Bill. It depends on match selection. What happens first, and then you go from there. But if if you got me at gunpoint, if you're making me choose, I'm going to take Brock over Bobby Lashley. Okay, so we have the two rumbles left. So I'm going to make a rule right now for the women's is that you have to name the person. You can just, you cannot just say unknown because there are women I, coming I, no, back. No, I have answers both ways. All right. I'll go first. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick. I can name you three because uh, I thought it would be like three I'm pick women. Oscar third. I'm going to pick Bailey second. And I'm going to pick. Oh, no, that's not what I wanted to do. Sorry. I'm going to pick <laughs> Bailey third. Get I'm going right. to pick Ronda Rousey second, and I'm picking Lita one. Jason, you're up. Okay, so Lita and Charlotte, because I have been watching, like I said, via up afar, Charlotte is playing the Brock Lesnar role that we saw two years ago. I'm coming in number one, and then whoever ends up throwing me out is the person that's going to face me at WrestleMania. That will be Lita. I give you that. They basically gave it away. Another story for another time. So if we're going to name three women, I'll go least of first. Yes. Okay, I'll name three women from least to first. I'll go, uh, I'll go Alexa Bliss because she's just coming back. Apparently, she has a, uh, the, she's going back to the goddess. She's been gone a while. Blah 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 blah. I'm That's not a sure. terrible pick. Okay, I'm not, I'm not sure. Look, Bailey's not coming back any closer than what, what? Alexa Bliss I didn't is. Say anything. We saw Alexa Bliss on TV. Now, that being said, moving forward, Bianca Belair is going to be my number two. It makes sense because you got options both ways. Becky versus Bianca makes sense. Bianca versus Charlotte makes sense. However, to me, if you're going to do it and you do it the right way, might not sell tickets, but it makes storyline sense. Asuka needs to be the number one. Oscar was gifted the title to Becky Lynch. Now Oscar can come back. If it's not Becky Lynch and Oscar, Oscar has a receipt for Charlotte. I was running around here undefeated, and now you gave me my first L. I'll go that route. Zach, uh, third to first. Third to first. Um, I'd like to bliss third because I think they're going to ditch this, you know, weird storyline, which I thought they were going to do initially, but um, I think she goes back to being the goddess. Um, Bianca Belair, just because, I mean, she really, I mean, was a great winner last year and doing it back to back. And, you know, her getting some retribution at WrestleMania where I think that would be really cool. And uh, I'm picking Ronda Rousey to win it. She's showing up and she's winning and she is calling out um, Becky Lynch. Okay. Because they never got that singles match. No, I was getting ready to say, no, that that was going to be asked. If she's coming out and she wins, what's the payoff? 
just to say from three to one, this is how we haven't picked. I have Bailey, Ronda Rousey, and Lita. Jason has Bliss, Bel Air, and Asuka. And Zach has Bliss, Bel Air, and Rousey. There are points on the board there, boys. Points on the board. You think Lita's actually going to win this damn thing? Why the fuck else did okay, they bring all right, back? All right, all right. Now, then I'm going to ask you the same thing I'm gonna, I asked to beer. I, I'm what's not the, the one. End, no, no, no. What's I don't the have end the game? pencil. No, what's the end game? If you're bringing Lita back, what do you do with her? Because she wins the uh, Royal that Rumble. Be- Becky Lynch goes over or something? Like, she just makes... I mean, they brought The Rock back to have Cena go over after Cena had 14... Rock won the first match. I know, but Cena had 14 fucking championships by the time there was back there. Okay. It's the same fucking thing. Okay. Fuck. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm, go pee. I'm sick of this shit. I'll take it from here. We'll talk about the men's. <laughs> the men's Royal Rumble is up next. You have, we'll just go worst to first. Uh, I don't know necessarily there's going to be, you know, Jeff Jarrett is going to be one of those guys I think is going to come back up. Um, you got Johnny Knoxville. I don't Honestly, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I don't care who wins this. I'll say that a part of my prediction is contingent on what happens before. Well, I won't say what happens before, but I like Brock in this bad boy. I will just go ahead and shit upside down. Um, I like Brock in this bad boy because I think ultimately we've seen them put Brock Lesnar in the spot where he's lost and then come back to win. I'm going to go worst to first. I'll go Brock Lesnar as my security piece because if he loses to Lashley, which could actually happen, I can see Brock coming, reinserting himself as the quote-unquote free agent because there's basically no rules for Brock. He does do what he ever wants to do. So if WWE wants to be WWE, he can lose the last What's week. your 3 two, one? I'm getting to that point. Oh, my bad. Brock is number three, and that's those reasons why. Number two is probably most people's number one, and I get it. Big E is going to be my number two. It makes a lot of sense. It makes storyline sense. I'm just not at a point where you can make me believe that Big E is going to be that guy. So, now, number one. Somebody that that has had a match with Brock, that can have a match with Roman Reigns, and can lose either or and have no shine loss. I'm going to take AJ Styles as the guy that men's Royal Rumble winner. Number one, AJ Styles. Zach, you're up next. All right. Um, mine are actually very similar, but they are they're the same people, just in a different order. Um, I had AJ at number three uh, because he's never done it before, and he is just that guy that you can guarantee is going to give you an excellent match whoever you put him with. Uh, and he's a, a good safety bet. Like, if you're thinking, you know, as far as, like, Vince McMahon, um, obviously high on the guy. You know almost is going to be in that thing. Um, you know, him throwing almost out would make storyline sense. And um, Agreed. That would be cool. So, 
AJ Styles number three, Brock Lesnar number two, and uh, Big E number one. So I don't think I don't necessarily see uh, Big E taking the title back, but uh, you know he lost it pretty quickly. His run was unfortunately they weren't behind him, but I could see him winning the Rumble because uh, he's very marketable and he's exactly the kind of dude. Um, that they want, you know, out there promoting the WrestleMania. Yeah, they just, I mean, they've not done a good job of Biggie Singler, and we all wanted to see it real bad. And uh, He was going it, out, never mind. I don't know. I'll, I'll he, leave it alone. He won like five pay per view matches, right? Four pay per view matches? No. No, he lost a bunch of fucking pay per view matches and lost, well, not even say that. He lost a bunch of Raw matches, lost the Roman Reigns match. And then ends up losing in when they, uh, God forbid, well, here's, got sick. Well, here's where I'm at. And I'll start with one. I predicted Lashley over Lesnar. And that's because I think that Lashley is going to win over Lesnar due to some shenanigans from the bloodline or Heyman. And then Big E is going to win the Royal Rumble and immediately so call that would out be, Lashley. It, okay, so in that scenario, that would be your main event. Yeah, for probably night one, probably because they're probably there's gonna no do... night one. There's only one WrestleMania night. No, this is Royal Rumble. There's one Royal Rumble. Oh, night. I think Big E is going to win, and I think he's going to challenge Lashley. Okay, so at WrestleMania. Talking, okay, so you talking way down the line? We're you're... in WrestleMania season, dude. We're okay. in WrestleMania season. Okay, so say what? Who wins this match between Brock and? Bobby Lashley again? I'm taking Lashley. Okay. I mean, I'm saying, but I already said it. I already I, I wrote just, it down. That's just when you jump like, like three or four steps not, ahead. But no, I'm that's not. Okay. I'm talking about WrestleMania. The, I, winner, exactly. of, the winner of the Royal Rumble challenges for a belt yeah, at WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah, I was born before you, so let's not go there. Oh, I know. Uh, so, the second one that I'm going to take is, <laughs> might throw you guys off a little bit. KO because I can see Vince having Seth Rollins win it off of Roman Reigns and then KO challenges Rollins and then we have a ready-made WrestleMania match uh my third one fuck I don't care uh Otis <laughs> no go oh my <laughs> god damn I mean if you're gonna say something that's it's what it. I said Otis oh, Jesus Christ no I mean I'll just you know, I'll go out after my heart just for fun. I'll take Montez Ford, but it's going to be Biggie. Doesn't matter. You really think this is Johnny gonna be, Knoxville? You really think this is going to be be Biggie? Really and truly, I do. Okay. I just put my money where my mouth was, bro. Look, I've taken a chop from a professional wrestler. You did too. Watched it. It's on. If you have not seen it. I recommend it. It's funny. It is the BFR pin post. It will never leave as far as I'm concerned. That is the pin post with what moves forward. Look, I'm but not saying like, that you're wrong. Uh, Zach said Big E too. Like, you're not fucking with him. Oh, trust me. I fuck with Zach a lot. I know. You guys <laughs> talked on the phone for a long time last night. <laughs> Sounds very enjoyable. Very fun to have. Just Good. a fun conversation you, to have. 
you gotta ha- you gotta have WWE prove it to me at this point. Uh, did you guys happen to see? Okay, so that was our predictions done. Did you guys happen to see NXT this week when Malcolm Bivens made fun of Walter's new name? <laughs> did you guys see that? <laughs> Fuck it. No, 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 I saw no, a little clip of it. He's like. <laughs> I, I can't remember what he said. He was like, oh, never mind. See, I want to so watch, good. but I don't want to watch for two hours and just also, watch that Also, Jacket Time, which I know Jason is not a fan of for some reason. <laughs> uh, they had a match against MSK to open up NXT, and it was about 12 minutes. And those MSK, guy, MSK guys are crazy. Just crazy. I almost wish what I would a fun match. That. What I almost a fun! Wish. What a fun match! Dude. Yeah, yeah. I almost wish I'd have watched that. I mean, they're doing shit. That just I've like it's no before. big deal. Just like it's no big deal. No, um, anything else? Okay, so just for the record, Zach and I both have Big E to win. Jason has AJ. You can shake your head all you want I'm, to on this. I one, will. Okay. I will. It's not going to happen. Look, uh, since you're the betting guy, look at your betting odds, motherfucker. Oh, someone's been looking at the betting odds. No, uh, they sent it to me, actually. I have so Lita. You're on that. I have Lita. So you're going to talk about AJ Styles, but Lita all of a sudden is going to come out of the fucking woodwork and win the Royal Rumble. Eat a dick. Jason's got Oscar. Makes sense, huh? Becky and Charlotte. At least I can connect some dots, idiot. <laughs> Dude's calling me names And <laughs> Zach has Ryan and Rousey I want to see Ryan and Rousey come back All good picks except for the Oscar one <laughs> <laughs> Because I because I made it and he didn't <laughs> The rest of them were good Hold on The rest of them were good Yeah whatever Alright uh, Did anybody happen to watch AJ Styles versus Austin Theory on Raw? Didn't think so. Hey, <laughs> do I have to watch with fucking WWE? For hey, we this got point some on? birthdays this week. Uh, Sheamus is forty-four. Sonata is thirty-four. Hardcore. Bob Holly, fifty-nine. I'm not touching that. Giant Gonzalez. This is shocking to me. Fifty-six. That means there is no way. That means he was like twenty three when that shit happened. No way. Wait, no, older than that. I'm not doing the math. <laughs> you got you. a fucking computer for Christ's sake in front of you. Beck, that's out. an iPhone, dude. It's not a computer. Becky Lynch is thirty five. Drake Maverick, aka Rockstar Spud, thirty nine. Fit Finlay, what a stud, sixty four. Ronda Rousey is 35. Mm, Brian Cage. That's where there's a lot of Ronda Rousey talk outside of, you know, the Rumble, obviously. Brian Cage is 38. Good match against Walsh, Ray, if you haven't seen it. You got to shove that hipster shit in right at the end, huh? <laughs> for Jason Cornelius Bell. For two Jack, beers, Zach Bowman. For Jennifer Hall. For Jack, advice. For Jack. my wife. For my kid who let me do this shit. Double chat. Uh, support your local restaurants. Check. Support your local weed dealers. DM me, dog. I don't know if you guys knew this, but Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Check. I'll be at the Royal Rumble. Come find me. I'll be wearing a Pelican's hat. And boo the heels. Boo!